Come on, let's just stand up and give him praise this morning. Just one time, all together. Glory! Lord, we praise you. All right, all right. We're so glad that you have joined us this morning, and we want to say welcome to our online community. We're glad that you're here with us, too, whether you're watching us Facebook Live or on the church website. We're so thankful that you're here with us this morning. We know that Pastor Nathan and Allie and the family is in Jamaica this morning. Huh? They're, hanging, they're probably hanging out on a beach somewhere, maybe watching Facebook Live this morning, making sure that we're doing it like it's supposed to be done. <clears throat> but we hope that they come back supernaturally refreshed and on fire for God. Amen? All right. Uh, this morning, we're going to talk about all things new. Pastor Nathan, for the last two series, or these last two time, last two services, last two times we've talked about all things new, right? Because it's all things new. He's, he's put a fresh and revealing, it's just opened our minds. And so this morning, I pray that we're going to talk about blessed are the meek so we're going to talk about this morning that we bring a fresh and revealing thought-provoking word to you this morning so i want to pray real quick Heavenly father god we're so thankful god lord for your goodness god your grace and your mercy god lord that it's new every morning and god lord we just thank you for the day god lord we thank you for the people and god lord we just pray that your anointing would rest upon us all, God, Lord, that you would anoint our ears, our eyes, our minds, that we can see, hear, and know when you're speaking to us. And God, Lord, let my words not be my words, but God, Lord, let them be your words. Give us direction. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to start off with Matthew 5, the power of meekness. Matthew 5, verse 1 through 5. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain. When he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. We don't want to, I'm not going to ask you to show a show of hands, but who really knows what it is to be meek? To be meek or to possess the quality of meekness. So, I'm, I'm, I'm old-timey. Like, I like that last song. There ain't no grave. I mean, that sounds like some, uh, that like some old-timey music with fresh touch. I'm telling you right now. I like that song. Y'all knocked that out the park. So, I'm old-timey, so I was like, well, how do I find out what meek, what it means, what the definition of meek is? Well, me, I went to the dictionary. Now, I got, 
I got the dictionary on my on my iPhone and my iPad, so I just went to my iPad and went to the dictionary. I guess I could have Google searched it, the truth about meekness, and read all the lies, and then finally got down to some truth somewhere. If you want to know what the truth about anything, don't Google the truth about so-and-so. All right. So I went to the dictionary, the Webster Dictionary, and meek, definition of meek. Hold on to your seats. Enduring injury with patience and without resentment. Mm. That's what it is to be meek. Meek, enduring injury. Not just enduring injury, but enduring injury. With patience and without resentment. That's whether it now there's all kinds of injury, y'all. There's injury that is physical injury, which is the kind that our Lord and Savior went through on the cross for us. He endured that. And he endured it with patience and without resentment. Then there is emotional injury. When somebody says something that we don't like to us and it kind of hurts our feelings. Is that another type of injury? And to endure that with patience and without resentment. Meekness is a mild, moderate, humble, or submissive quality. Some synonyms for meek. To be meek. Some synonyms is gentle, humble, low, lowly, gentleness. Some antonyms for meekness is proud, haughty, arrogant, overconfident. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those that will endure injury with patience. And without resentment. Blessed are those who endure injury with patience and without resentment. And this is this is not one of those jump up and down. That's why we try to get the glory out of you before we started because this is not one of them jump up and down, hallelujah, you know, amen. What, you know, it's not one of those. It's not one of those. It's not one of those sermons. This is one of those sermons that's going to hopefully hit you right where you're at. 
Because sometimes that's just the way it's got to be. So if you want to write something down, there's two times that you should write something down, and this is one of them, if you want to take, take this away from this. To be meek. What is it to be meek? To endure injury with patience and without resentment. To be meek is to exercise strength under control. To be meek is to exercise strength under control. So to be meek is to be strong. He's like, that don't make no sense, Joey. Well, it's, it, to, be, to be meek is to be strong. Jesus, Jesus said in Matthew 19 and 30, this is, what, does this make any sense? But many who are first will be last and the last first. To be meek is, is to exercise strength under control. To be meek is to be strong. There's some stories in the Bible where how do you, how do, if somebody was to just come up and just slap the fire out of you. And Jesus talks about this. I mean, just waylays you. What does Jesus say to do? What's your natural, what's your reaction? What's your going to be your reaction? You're going to jump, just go to slap back. But Jesus said, no, don't do this. Is that when they slap the fire out of you on one side? Be meek. Endure the injury. <laughs> Come on now. Endure the injury with patience and without resentment. So you slap me on this side. Jesus said, off from the other side. Says if you loan, <laughs> if you if you loan your coat to somebody do it without expecting anything back if they need your shirt give it to them also <laughs> but the first will be last and the last first and you're like that don't make any sense well, to be meek is to be strong. Not strong in the way that we think of strength. But to be strong in the word and the knowledge and the power of a most high God. That strength. Because in yourself, when that person slaps you 
Oh, in yourself, you want to just rise up. And so, exercise the strength that God has put inside of you and resist that and react different. Choose to be different. Choose a different road. Matthew 20, 24 through 28. Now this story is about the two brothers. Their mom comes to Jesus and says, Hey, I want my two sons to be first in your kingdom. I want them to be seated at your right and your left. And Jesus says, not mine to give. So we're going to pick up where the other ten heard about this. And it says, when the ten heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord over them and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall be among you, let him be your servant. Oh, what's that? Yet it shall be not so among you, but whosoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. If you want to be first, you'll be last. If you want to be strong, you got to be meek. And being meek, you are strong. You want to be first in the kingdom? You got to be last. It seems all upside down. There's a there's a, there's scripture, and you can search it out. I don't know the address exactly, but it says in the word, and this is bonus just for y'all. Because the first service did not get this. There's, scripture says that the foolishness, not saying that God is foolish, but it says the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And he's not foolish at all. So it seems all upside down, but that's just the way it is. Proverbs 15 and 1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So if somebody says something to you, we'll just say Joey. Somebody says something, and these people in here that work with me, and they really know. So I don't know why... Pastor Nathan gave me this other than to work on me because he knew, he didn't know, God knew that I needed work in this department. So all these things that I'm, (coughs) excuse me, saying to you, man, God's been saying it to me for the last two weeks. (laughs) 
So those of you that work with me, you just have to look past me. If somebody was to say something to Joey, oh my goodness, I'm the boss. At where, I, at where I'm at, I'm the boss. So what I say goes. Huh? It is a Joey thing. Amen. <laughs> but if somebody says something to me, or somebody says something, I'm just going to use me as an example, says something to me that's real derogative, that's uh, totally out of line. How many of you don't, how many of you ever had somebody say something to you that's very derogative, that is totally out of line, that they don't even know what they're talking about and they're just spewing evil from their mouth? <laughs> that they are messengers of Satan. Man, it's it's hard for me just to like, yes, sir, I'll take care of it, sir. Sorry for the inconvenience, sir. We'll make it right, sir. It's hard. But... A soft answer, those right there, if I was to say, you know what, pack it up, boys, we're going back to the shop. <laughs> you can find somebody else to do your work. <laughs> oh, y'all, I'm jacked up. <laughs> I have done that before. And if, and that, you know what, whenever I react in that way, it makes the situations so much worse. So much worse because you know what? There's people at my office that are very meek. And they're going to send me back out there to do that job regardless just because I messed it up the first time. Mm -hmm. So a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So what we're saying there is go low. Take the low road. Take the low road. The road so often not taken that when we're enduring that injury and we're trying to go through that and we're not wanting to be patient about it and we're sure not we're sure resenting it. We don't want to go that low road, but take that low road. Come under the authority and the covering of a God who loves you. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. What he's saying is I'm meek. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
This is the second thing, second time you should take your pencil out and write this down. So what Jesus is saying, what he's been saying, when he's been talking to his disciples and he's been teaching them, and he's been discipling them, they ain't got it all together. But what he's saying here is don't take offense to the things said or spoken to you. This is what this is what the whole thing's about, y'all. The whole he's teaching all of us. And sometimes whenever you're sitting there and you're reading you're reading the Bible. You're reading what God has to say about a certain situation. You're reading about what God has to say about a certain topic. And you look at it, and it comes off the page, or you're listening to it, however you get the word in you, whether it's an audible version, or you're actually sitting down reading, you're highlighting, you're studying, however it is, and these words, because it is a living it's the living word. It's alive. And these words start flying off the paper at you or flying out the earphones into your ear and you're like, oh. And it pricks your heart. And you're like, oh. That's, I'm not doing this quite right. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Don't take offense. To the things said or spoken to you, but apply these principles. This is what Jesus is telling his disciples, but uh, in, in layman's terms. But apply these principles that I'm living and walking out in front of you and your life will be so much better and healthier. Physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And if you take these principles that God is speaking, and that, you know, that Jesus walked this out in front of us, not only in word, but in deed. By what he was doing, he walked, he, walked, he walked this thing out in front of us, and it's all recorded there for you. So that you could have freedom. So that you could have freedom. How many of us need freedom this morning? We all need freedom. We all need freedom. And when that happens, when the Spirit, when you're reading or you're listening and the Spirit pricks your heart, reveals something to you that, you know, oh, uh, you know, maybe I didn't, I didn't handle that situation correctly. I didn't show the love to my brother or to my neighbor that I should have shown. I didn't react the way that I should have reacted. 
Two things required. One is a repentant heart. Two is a receptive spirit. A repentant heart and a receptive spirit. So that you say, God, I know I, did, I, know I, I, didn't, re, I didn't react the way that I should have reacted. I didn't do what, I didn't do the way that your word tells me that I should do. And I'm sorry. And I want to repent from that. And I want to turn away from that. And then let the spirit, a receptive spirit, let the Holy Spirit come into you and change you from the inside out. Turn away from the normal way you respond and embrace the the extraordinary way of Jesus. Respond the extraordinary way of Jesus. Become meek, lowly, gentle, take the low road. Because he could have took the high road. He is God. But he, he took the low road. He took the low road so that he could show us what it looks like. Enduring injury with patience and without resentment. Some examples. You know, when you're on the... We used the Walmart parking lot earlier. We're going to use... Dallas traffic. (laughs) You know, it says one lane road, one mile ahead. And everybody starts getting over. And it's like jam packed. And I'm in, I've already got over because I'm I'm thinking I don't want to wait to the last minute and, and try to get over. Because I'm, I'm either going to upset the person I'm cutting off or they're going to upset me because they won't let me in. <laughs> so I'm already over. Christian, I'm already over. You come speeding by me. <laughs> you go up there and you put your blink right at the last thing. You put your blinker on and it's like, you know, bumper to bumper. It's done slow to a crawl. And how many of you have been that vehicle that's behind the vehicle in front of you and the vehicle is off to your right or to your left and they're trying to enter in and you're just like, nope, you ain't getting in here. You got, you got your foot on the brake and the gas at the same time. You're like, nope, you're not getting in here. Not here. Not today, Satan. We've all been there, haven't we? <clears throat> what would the meek person do? Come on, brother, come over. Come over. I got you. 
I got you. Come on over. <laughs> That's just being real. Or maybe it was this morning when you was getting ready to come to church. And you woke up a few minutes late. And there was a little tension at the household before you left. And one harsh word requires another harsh word. Two, two wrongs don't make a right. A soft answer turns away wrath. So, this didn't happen to my household this morning, y'all, but it happened to somebody. I know it happened. There's too many households here for it not to happen this morning. But it didn't happen. I got a story later on that we're going to talk about that happened to my household. But if... Because it's, it's this same thing. She said something, and it just made me want to respond in a bad way. But to be meek is to exercise strength under control. The exercise of strength under control. It's not just letting that strength be out of control because when you're out of control, you have no power. You have no strength. But when you're under control, exercising the strength that you have under control, exercising the influence that you have under control. The message version of Matthew 5 and 5 says you're blessed when you're content with just who you are, no more, no less. That's the moment you find yourself proud owners of everything that can't be bought. James 1 and 21 says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. What's able to save your soul? The implanted word of God. When you let that word that God has, no matter how much it messes your world up, because... Some of us, let me just go on and say it this way. 
most of us are not who we are on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, possibly even Friday and Saturday as the person that we are on Sunday. At least I'm, I'm not, to be honest. I'm not. I said something at a, at a men's Bible study this week. I'm really good at chasing the dream, the American dream. I'm really good at that. And I'm not so good at chasing God. I try to be throughout the week. There's probably most of us try to be throughout the week who God wants us to be, but there's at some point we we become untracked. We be, we become derailed and we go off on tangents and we lose our meekness. But if we will maintain, James says, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. There's three rewards for meekness. They are You live with uncommon security. You live with an uncommon security. You live with a higher perspective. And you live with a supernatural power. Matthew 5 and 5, David had said, and Jesus just just re-saying what David said in Psalms 37 and 11, where he says, But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. And whenever I started looking at this message I was looking at, what does it mean to inherit the earth? What does that mean? What's that look like? What does that mean? What does it mean to inherit the earth? Go back to the previous slide, please. This This is what it looks like.
The word says that the earth and the fullness of it belong to God. So don't take offense to the things said or spoken to you, but apply these principles. Apply this word. Let it be implanted in your life. So that you'll be so much happier, so much better, and so much healthier. Romans 12 says, don't be conformed to this world. So, don't be like the world means don't act the way the world acts don't respond the way that the world responds don't engage the way that the world engages it says don't be conformed to this world but be transformed be different Be separate. Don't be conformed to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the way that you think. By the way that you think. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. And we all, we're going to talk about triggers. Everybody know what a trigger is? A trigger, a trigger in your life? Everybody should know what a trigger in, in a gun is. Yeah. Squeeze the trigger and boom, out comes around. It's like instantaneous. Well, we all have, we all have triggers. That I, I know this woman that I have been married to, my life partner, for 28 years working on 29 29 this year working on 29 years I know what her triggers are and she knows what mine are and sometimes I will squeeze that trigger just so I can get that reaction I don't know if y'all ever do that. But you know what? She does me the same way. And I got a story. And it's about a Yeti cooler. Keelan, this is going to sound real familiar. So I have a Yeti cooler. I don't know. It's a 210. 210 quart. 
it's you know so long you know it's about that wide about that tall it's a big cooler and my 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 family had got me that my kids and my wife had got me that eight nine ten years ago and i had taken it off a boat and i'd put it in the back of a truck at the office at my office lot behind lock gates and i put it in the back of my truck put it in the back of a truck a ranger so I'm up there yesterday trying to get some stuff together, trying to, you know, do some different things. And I look over, I'm like, my cooler's gone. So I'm actually on the phone with Pam. And I said, uh, I said, hey, you know where my cooler is? She's like, well, you know that if you leave it, in the back of the truck. I seen it in the truck the other day. If you leave it in the back of the truck, it's a good way for it to get stolen. I was like, okay, I got to find this cooler. So whatever I was doing just stopped. Because I was like, I'm going to find this cooler. It became very important to me find this cooler. So I called Keelan. Like, hey, man. I'm telling the truth, Anna Keelan. So, hey, man. Did you, did you, did you borrow my cooler? Out of the back of my truck. And Keenan's response was, man, I, I wouldn't. I seen it back there. I just seen it just the other day. I seen it in the back of, your, back of that truck. And no, I would not borrow something like that. I, I just wouldn't come get it. I would ask you. And I'm like, I appreciate that. So I called another guy. I said, hey, man, did you borrow my cooler? I don't know what somebody would need a 210-quart cooler for. We use it to keep fishing when we went fishing. But you could put a bunch of drinks in it. It'll take 400 pounds of ice. You put 400 pounds of ice in that bad boy. I empty my ice machine at the shop. He said, no, man. I seen it the other day, but I hadn't seen it. And so, man, I'm just getting worked. I'm like, well, you know what? I'll just go to the cameras. And I'll find out when somebody leaves with this cooler. So I'm getting worked up. Somebody done got my cooler. Pam sends me this text message. I put that cooler between the two trailers. I'm like, oh, that's a trigger. That's just being for real. That's a trigger. Because I would not dream of doing that. I would, it just, it just, I'm like, why would you do that? This is what I'm thinking. So I'm thinking some really bad. This is yesterday, y'all. I'm thinking some really bad things. <clears throat> Even called my kids. Said, did y'all get my cooler? And then she texts me. Hey, I put that cooler. I'm thinking, <sighs> so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go check. So I go over and look between the drivers. I'm like, okay, she's not lying. She put it right where she said she did. <laughs> so I'm thinking, why? I got some bad thoughts happening in my head right now. I'm like, why would you do this to me? And she was here in the first service and she knows 
She's not holding these against me. But this is just how it is. Why would you do that to me? And I want to respond back to her. What in the world was you thinking? And why would you cause me to go through all this anguish over this stupid cooler? When you knew the whole time you had it, put away. But I knew I was going to be up here today. Talking about meekness. And so I didn't text her back. I didn't say anything. I said, okay. Thank you. And then I thought, she is right. By leaving it in the back of the truck, right there. Although it wasn't on the main where everybody went, but it was in the back of the truck. I probably should have put that thing in one of my trailers under lock and key. That would have been the best place for it. And then when she moved it, she didn't have the key to undo the locks, to put it where it actually needed to go. But she put it in the next best spot to where it would really be out of sight. And so I had to think about that. Take the low road. I said, you know what? I'm glad you did that for me. Thank you. I didn't say nothing about nothing else. Just okay. Thank you. So that's triggers. Anybody have any triggers? That something that happened cause you to react a certain way do a certain thing become meek exercise strength under control even though the inside of me was seeming like I was man I was nine ways beside myself on the outside I'm like okay I can do this no I can't do it but God because of the implanted word in me I can do this through your strength I can do this through your strength So with every eye closed and every head bowed, who needs some meekness in their life? Who needs to exercise strength under control would be one of the fruits of the spirit self-control 
Lord, we're so thankful, God, Lord, for your goodness. And God, Lord, we're so thankful for your word. And God, Lord, we're so thankful for the spirit that we feel here this morning. God, we just ask that you would implant this word in my brothers and my sisters. And God, Lord, that we would treat one another. That we would love one another. And God, Lord, that we would love one another the way that you love us. With meekness, with humility. God, Lord, that we would take the low road. God, Lord, that you would just have your way. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.